Welcome back to VEASAN's Primetime Action right here on MSG+. Plus. So glad you could stick around with us. Uh, watching sports, betting sports is what we do. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Danielle Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, still to come, we'll talk about our uh, most disappointing baseball teams through roughly 45 games, uh, excuse me, 35 games of the season. Uh, the teams that we're most surprised by to the good. We'll talk to Paul Spore from Fangrass momentarily, maybe ask the same of him. Uh, but in the meantime, some updates all around sports from Kelly. Yeah, I asked you guys to send me your most surprising and most disappointing team so far. No matches whatsoever. So yeah. it will be, uh, yeah, I think it'll be a good question for Paul. See what he has to say as well. Uh, NBA scores, though. Timberwolves all over the Pistons. 56-38, two minutes left <laughs> to go in the first half. Why did I bet that? <laughs> Timberwolves, 15 and a half live, 218 and a half year live total. Uh, Hornets closing the lead, uh, the Nuggets lead here. It's 61-57 Nuggets. 30 seconds to go in the first half. Uh, Nuggets, six and a half point live favorite, 230 and a half. What was that, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, number, Matt? You got that in front of you still? Well, he had, he had 16 in the first quarter. Yeah, that's pretty good. But it looked as if like they were. Looks like the scoring was slowing down. He's, he did. He's at twenty three right now, though. Yeah, that's impressive. First half. Uh, Celtics up on the Heat, sixteen to fourteen. Five minutes left to go in the first quarter. Heat still one and a half point live favorites. Two twenty four and a half live total. Clippers up on the Raptors early, twenty five to fifteen. Two minutes left to go in the first quarter in that game. Clippers fifteen and a half live. Two thirteen and a half. The live total over in Major League Baseball. The Pirates leading the Reds 3-1, to one, top of the fifth inning. Pirates minus 450 live. Reds plus 375. 7.5 is the live total. Phillies up on the Nationals 1-0, top of the third. Phillies minus 160 live. Nationals plus 130 and 7.5, your live total. Cardinals and Brewers scoreless in the top of the second. Royals, Tigers scoreless in the bottom of the third. The Red Red Sox up one to nothing over the A's in the top of the fourth. Uh, Red Sox minus one ninety live A's plus one fifty five six and a half the live total shaded to the over. Yankees with a two one lead over the Rays right now top of the fourth inning. Yankees minus two ten live Rays plus one seventy eight and a half. Live total shaded to the over. Uh, Indians leading the Cubs three to two, bottom of the sixth. If you wanted to hop in live on the Cubs, you get plus 375, seven and a half live total in that game. Uh, Orioles and Mets scoreless, bottom of the third. Live numbers on that uh, Mets minus 160, Orioles plus 130, total four and a half. And Braves up on the Blue Jays, one to nothing, top of the third. Braves minus 160 live, Blue Jays plus 130, and 8.5 your live total. Uh, One NHL game currently in progress, Bruins and Capitals scoreless, 17 minutes remaining in the second period. If you wanted to get in live, Capitals minus 190, Bruins plus 155, and and 3.5 your live total. How are your first innings uh, shaping up now, Danielle? Three for three so far. So uh, Royals, Tigers, I had no run in the first inning. Blue Jays, Braves, yes, run in the first inning. And Cardinals, Brewers, no run in the first inning. Just came home. Freight train. Yeah. That's that, that's that's our girl. Yeah. But I did have I did have Yankees no before the show started. Yeah, the so. show started. I, I like the honesty. Uh, three yeah. tips happening right now if you want to get in. Mavericks and Grizzlies. Mavericks, three and a half point favorites, 227 and a half. Uh, big news there. Uh, no Jonas Valanciunas there for the Grizzlies. Nets and the Bulls. Nets, four and a half point favorites, 234 and a half your total, and then the Sixers and the Pacers. Sixers, 
Five, five and a half point favorites, 233 your total there. And there are players missing all over the place in that one. Um, no Malcolm Brogdon, no Jeremy Lamb for the Pacers, no Joel Embiid for the Sixers tonight. In that one, again, the uh, Sixers are going to go off as five-point favorites. Let's go, Pacers. Trying to get the uh, Wizards to secure that 10th seed for my 10th seed to make the playoffs prop in the uh That's such a betting thing Eastern to be cheering Conference. for a team to get a 10 seed. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's no other person on the planet doing that <laughs> who right. doesn't have that same bet as you. That would be exactly correct. Yes. Yes. Two, uh, two first pitches in just a moment as well. Kenta Maeda and the Twins against Dylan Cease and the White Sox. Um, Dylan Cease, about a minus 118 favorite there. And then Shohei Otani versus Lance McCullers, Angels versus the Astros. McCullers and the Astros, about minus 150 favorites. In that one, you can get plus 135, 138 actually on Otani if you'd like that. I got plus 140. Um, I am on the Angels. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. This is VEASAN's prime time action on MSG+. There are Twitter handles. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, anything you're thinking betting-wise. Uh, one thing here, uh, Matt, I, I think I mentioned this last night, how when the new rule of placing a runner on second base in any extra inning in baseball to start every frame, I mentioned how when they implemented the rule, I immediately went, old man, get off my lawn. I was like, I hate it. Mm-hmm. It's not baseball. <laughs> and then when it, when it happened, I was like, oh, this is great. It's wonderful. I know they've done it in other leagues around the globe. I, I, I love this. This is awesome. And then I mentioned to you the other night, the pendulum's kind of swung back for me, where I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of experiencing some fatigue from this. And lo and behold, today at Fangraphs, someone wrote an article, and, I, and forgive me for not knowing the author's name right now, uh, just on the very subject, just it was, it was as if it was right dovetailed right off our conversation about it. And I'm curious what Paul Sporer thinks about that. The theory behind this is the reason that some of us are getting runner on second base, or as we used to call it as kids, ghost man on second or ghost runner on second fatigue is because of everything we've talked about, which is the three outcome game, home runs, strikeouts, ball, uh, base on balls. So the scoring in baseball is down. Obviously, we see that in totals. We mentioned there's a couple six and a halfs tonight. And so, therefore, if scoring is down, you're going to have more games tied that go to extras. So it's one thing if it's this novelty that happens you know, at the rate that it's supposed to or that we're used to. It's an entirely different thing when it happens way more than it ever has before. You're like, oh, not this again. We got to play. We got to do this little gimmick with the, with the runner on second. Let's bring in Paul Spore from Fangraphs. Uh, see if I'm the only old man here. What do you think about it, Paul? Are you getting fatigued from it? Gil, I, I can totally understand that sentiment. Great article written by Jay Jaffe. And I, I think it is a pileup of things, things that we've discussed with regards, as you mentioned, to the three true outcome game, the lack of action in it. I don't know, though. I will say it, it's kind of a, a dose of action, although it is, uh, you know, contrived a bit, obviously, because you're putting the ghost runner on second. So, um, yeah, it, it's definitely not something that I, I was in love with at, at first. I'm not in love with now, but uh, I, I, it's not my biggest issue right now. I'm still really focused on the increasing strikeout rate, the fact that the ball change had the most disastrous outcome possible in terms of what they wanted, which is uh, fewer home runs and and more strikeouts is what ended up happening. <laughs> yeah. So hey, good good job with that one. So um, you know, it I, I've I've spent so much time focused on that that maybe I haven't given the uh, the the ghost runner enough focus until I read Jay's article and I was like nodding my head the whole way through. Like, Me yep, too. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I uh, 
I'm still on. I'm still on team runner on second for sure. I'd be on it if they bunted. I destroy. I, I despise whoa, 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 whoa. 14, 15, 16 inning game. It's just it's the worst. And so See, I'd much rather have much rather have the games just get over with quicker than than the marathon games. I, I'd like a compromise maybe on that though too. Like I think some people might be more into it if it started after two regular innings. Uh, of extra innings, you know, play the 11th and 12th straight up baseball, and then maybe go to the ghost runner. I think jumping right to it has bothered a lot of folks I like too. And that. I, no, I'd be fine with I that yeah, for sure. I just, just the, the 15, 16 in games, then it just destroys the whole bull. And then the game the next yeah. day is garbage. And like, it's just, the next yeah, week, the, yeah, Matt, the next yeah. week you could be yeah. trash. Like the, the repercussions from a game like that. And even though I selfishly like them when it's a night game, cause I'm a night owl. <laughs> no, the, the repercussions just aren't worth it for a team. It does. It doesn't uh, make sense to play 22 innings. So I'm fine with, finding a way to cut it, but I say do two innings of regular ball, then start the ghost run. And I think maybe that would be the uh, compromise that could work for folks. We don't, uh, we don't have a lot of time here, but people might be able to squeeze in a bet. We do have the angels and the Astros going here. Shohei Otani, Lance McCullers right now. McCullers about a minus one fifty favorite. You can get one thirty five. I see out there on the angels. If you want to back them and Otani, uh, you know, we were Gil and I were talking as we were kind of running through the games earlier with some of these, you know, massive K rates. Of course, Freddie Peralta going tonight with his 41% K rate, but then you have Otani coming in 35.7 K rate, but also sporting his 22.6% walk rate to go along with that. Um, What do you think about this one here is the number shaded a little too, a little too in favor of the Astros. Of course, no Bregman in the lineup tonight for the Astros either. I think that the the tough part becomes though what happens after Otani leaves the game because uh, despite the issues with with that massive walk rate he's not allowing very many hits so it stands out as very ugly 23% walk rate but he's allowing 3.4 hits per nine too so the whip is is high make no mistake about it at 140 but uh, it's not as egregious as you might think as a, with a 23% walk rate and that's because he's so difficult to hit um, it's it's command of that secondary stuff right now that is leading to so many walks or a lack thereof you know i'd be inclined to probably lean astros i think the game has actually started now so you have to go in game if you want to go with that one but i just i love otani and i love what the core of that offense can do with otani trout jared walsh rendon when he's healthy but in a game like this i think i still lean the astros at home because i do worry about that bullpen after otani goes his five or six innings probably five that's another problem with the walk rate though is that it does build up that pitch count and limits his innings Rockies tonight going up against Denilson Lamette. Uh, we don't know how long Lamette's going to go in a game. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, today again, Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, COVID positive, no timetable on his return. And yet the Padres about minus 165 on the road at Colorado. Is that too much? Yeah, I think it might be just uh, just because it's Colorado. Now it is 41 degrees and there's a lot of rain threatening it. So all of the discussion about it might be moot anyway. Um, but even though, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend the Rockies are anything close to good. I think the environment alone, down their best player, um, Denelson Lamette, probably not going to go too long into the game. I would feel a little froggy on on maybe a little Colorado bet if I were going to go anyway on that game, just just to take advantage of the atmosphere and see if I can get a uh, a big number there. 
We actually have a pretty good matchup here um, a little bit later that maybe people wouldn't think was a good matchup in Pablo Lopez versus Madison Bumgarner. Bumgarner been pretty good here lately. Pablo Lopez been good all season long, really. About a coin flip in this one. A little bit of a favorite is Bumgarner and the Diamondbacks. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, if you'd like pitching, this one, at least on paper, should uh, should be pretty good. I totally agree. Uh, both these guys looking good, obviously, at opposite ends of the spectrum. You got kind of a, a crafty lefty in Madison Bumgarner who has been pitching well, you know, had that uh, had that doubleheader, no hitter, seven innings. And the velo is back up, and that's what's been driving his success. You know, he spiked a little velo early in spring, and I was like, well, you know, if the velo can live here, if, if he's throwing 90, 91 plus, I know it's not super high, but as long as it's 90 and above, I think Madison Bumgarner can be successful. Well, then he started to fade a little bit within spring training, and I was like, Ooh, I don't know about that. He's been sitting 91 plus the last four games, and that's where he needs to be. And as long as he's sitting there, I think he can be successful, even if it's not quite at this peak that he's been running that said i'm still going to go with pablo lopez and the marlins pablo lopez is one of my favorite pitchers in the game right now he's hilariously zero and two just to give you an idea of uh, how win loss records can be so misleading because he has a sub three era at 204 almost a sub two at this point with a 108 whip and he's really emerging into one of the best young starters so even though it's on the road i'm going to take just the better pitcher and frankly i think the better team i, th I think their offense is better as well so respect to what bumgarner's doing but give me lopez and the fish I won't specifically ask you about the Mariners-Dodgers game, which is the final game tonight. Dodgers obviously prohibitive favorites behind Walker Bueller. But mm -hmm. uh, we just flashed up on a side screen here the odds for the National League Cy Young, which always gives us a chance not only to segue because Walker Bueller's on the list at 22-1, to 1, but also gives us a chance to always bring up Jacob DeGrom in a conversation as we're here on MSG Plus tonight. And obviously uh, DeGrom had to leave his last start. Everybody hoping for the best for him. He's minus 118 in the Cy Young market. Uh, courtesy of points bet is there any other player at a number provided here on the screen that you would dare make a bet on as long as jacob Degrom exists oh sure i mean you know i'm not too concerned about this injury being something long term for Degrom, so he is still the favorite but you know voter fatigue is a thing it's a very stupid thing it doesn't make any sense whatsoever uh but it does happen and you can play the market uh to try to benefit from that the fact that hey you know he's been winning in a bunch it's somebody else's turn well not if he's still the best which he is uh but look at what max scherzer's been doing and i know he's a bit older there at 36 but he's right back into being max scherzer so far this year here, coming off a 14 strikeout outing 20 to one again I know he's older but if you told me I can get Scherzer at 20 to one while still in the midst of maybe not his prime but pitching very well I'm gonna jump on that on principle alone so I definitely like that one and both the Brewers guys I know Burns is pretty short at plus 400 but I mean that's how that's how well he's been pitching um, and I'm not worried about why he's on the IL which I believe was COVID protocol I don't even know if he necessarily had COVID but I like Brandon Woodruff a lot 18 to one um, you know, he has to kind of leapfrog and, and show that he's better than Burns, but I think he has the opportunity to do that. He's so, so good. Uh, I love their one-two punch there. So, yeah, Scherzer, for sure I would get a bet on, and maybe like a half unit on Woodruff just to see if I can get another uh, uh, underdog there. 
So we got the word Jared Kelnick's going to be making his debut on Thursday. Uh, how far behind are some of these other guys that everybody thought should have broke camp, but we know with all the you know service time stuff and all that. But, I mean, you know, your Vonder Francos of the world and things like that. I, how soon are we going to see these guys? And then how big of a factor do you think with the, the rookie class we've seen? Of course, Nico Horner came up, and he was hitting until and then he got hurt and goes put, gets put mm-hmm. on the IL and whatever. So how big of a Care factor could too. these guys uh, play in the rookie of the year conversation here? Because, again, I I don't know if anyone's really running away with this. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the point that you hit on there, that nobody's running away with it at all. Uh, there's some guys that are performing well, and, and a guy who is a little bit older, who's actually a rookie, is Adolis Garcia, playing remarkably well for Texas. That playing time seems guaranteed for him. Uh, as far as more traditional guys, and I say traditional in that they're you know 25 and under, but hey, Adolis Garcia is a true rookie, so he gets to be eligible. Uh, but Jazz Chisholm, you mean Mercedes, AL and NL, respectively. Dylan Carlson was my favorite coming into the year. still really love what he's doing. Don't forget Randy Rosario is still eligible and he's playing very well. So there's guys that are kind of laying their foundation, but that doesn't mean it's not wide open. I think Jared Kelnick can come up. He can threaten a 2020 season with the time left. Like that's how, that's how remarkable his talent is. And you never know with rookies, of course, they're a toss up. Uh, and as far as honestly, as far as what the call updates, Matt, I hate to fence it or, 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 or not really give a full answer there, but even the folks that are prospect guys that do that for a living, it's impossible for them to call. So for me, somebody who isn't as fully immersed in the prospect market it is really difficult to call because the second they say that so-and-so is going to be up in three weeks, there's an injury to his position and they call them right up. Mm-hmm. So it's really difficult. We're going to start to see them, though, kind of come in waves. And we're already starting to see the first wave. I think Kelnick marks a big uh, point of demarcation that, hey, now is the time that we're going to start seeing guys after two, three weeks pile up of, of minor league stats. Bobby Witt might be uh, threatening Nicky Lopez's job. With Franco, though, I, I still, I'm still not sold that they're going to call him up quickly or even ahead of Vidal Brujan or Taylor Walls. Neither of them are better prospects, but he's 20 years old and this organization is known for slow roasting prospects. Now, the one thing I'll say is that he's in AAA, Franco is, so that puts him just one step away. That's very encouraging for him debuting this year. I am still nervous that that he will not be the first middle infielder up, though. It would depend on what kind of need they have and how long-term it is. Um, so, yeah, I think Witt and Franco are the two that I'm really stay, staying focused on. I love what Adley Rutschman uh, is going to be able to do, I believe. But a, a catcher, rookie catchers are very difficult to, to peg down for anything. So if you are betting on the AL Rookie of the Year market, I would not really mess with, with Rutschman just because catchers are such a toss-up. Logan Gilbert in Seattle, another guy that could come up, you know, obviously, he'd be battling Kelnick there, but I think he has a high impact potential. And all of a sudden Seattle, they call both those guys up. They get a few guys turned around like uh, um, uh, Evan White and Dylan Moore. All of a sudden they might be a little bit uh, more frisky in that AL West than people originally thought. Shohei Otani, by the way, first pitch single yielded to Altuve. So first inning woes continue, at least with the first batter of this game. He's been pristine the second inning and beyond. Uh, Last question here, Paul. We only have a couple minutes. Uh, Later on the show, we're going to give our most uh, uh, surprising team to the good, most disappointing team through 35, roughly 35 games of the Major League Baseball season. And I think the one thing, we haven't shared with each other what what our answers are. The one thing about trying to figure that out, though, was how many different ways you could actually go with this. What would be your team on both sides? 
most surprising to the good is definitely the Red Sox. The fact that their pitching is held up and and fueled a 22 and 14 record is is really surprising to me. I, I knew that their offense, or I felt strongly that their offense would be there. I mean, nobody that struggled last year had me concerned. JD Martinez comes back. You know, they have that core of excellence and then a few nice supplemental players around them performing well. But I don't see anything with the pitching. Well, it's been performing very well, and they're getting some good bullpen work too, which I thought was even worse than the rotation. If they can stay uh, with some modicum of health, I think they can continue to perform. As far as the disappointing team that had high expectations, you know, I was a Nats guy, and and they look awful. Uh, part of that's not having Soto, but we also know that in baseball, one guy does not make everything. So I don't think I think it'd be too much of a cop out to just say, well, they don't have Soto, so just chalk it up that once he gets back, they'll get back on track. Patrick Corbin's been awful. They really needed him. Steven Strasburg's pitched 10 innings. They needed the big three to really situate themselves uh, to, to make a run this year. And the fact that they've only gotten Scherzer of those three to really do anything substantial has been a problem. And I'm not sure if they can recover from it because you're talking about two 30-somethings trying to get back on track, one from health and one from skills degradation that is a bit uh, worrying right now with Corbin because he struggled last year as well. Paul Spore, everybody from Fangraphs. The name of the podcast is The Sleeper and the Bust. And, of course, you can follow Polly uh, on Twitter at Sporer, S-P-O-R-E-R. And tell folks, uh, what's the Twitch? Twitch.tv slash Spore. I'll be on shortly uh, after this call here. And, Matt, I owe you an email. Don't don't think I forgot. <laughs> Paul Spore twitching before twitching was cool. By the way, do people say twitching or not really? Sure. Uh, not really. Not really. Okay. Sure. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Thank you. Paul's like, no, they don't. Participating in Twitch. Participating I was, I was in Twitch. Why you're asking Matt to tell you that? I mean, oh no, no I was looking at you. Oh, okay, yeah, no, they don't say that. Danielle, I look mm-hmm. to you for all. <laughs> but I like that Matt felt like he could answer it. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. Yeah, sure, why not? I think Matt was in on the joke. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back. We'll update everything. Let's see if Shohei can get out of this first. One on, one out. First inning, Angels and the Astros. Svisson's prime time action on MSG Plus. to Beaston's primetime action. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. Thanks to uh, both Paul Spohr from Fangraphs, Drew Dinsick from NBC Sports Bet for joining us tonight. Uh, let's update all the scores. Kelly, find out what's happening. Yeah, sure. We'll start with the NBA going on right now. Timberwolves still looking good over those Pistons. 62-47. to 47. Third quarter action just getting started in that game. Timberwolves 17.5 point live favorite. 214.5 is your live total nuggets up seven on the Hornets 70 to 63 nine minutes remaining in the third quarter uh no live numbers currently up for that one heat and Celtics low scoring game here 36 all eight minutes left to go in the second quarter heat still a one and a half point live favorite 224 and a half live total Clippers up on the Raptors 51 to 38 four minutes remaining in the first half Clippers 17 and a half live and 214 and a half your live total. Nets on top of the Bulls 30 to 20, 
two and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter. Nets eight and a half live and two forty four and a half. The Mavericks leading the Grizzlies twenty five to seventeen. Three minutes left to go in the first quarter. That's good for Matt Brown and myself. Mavericks six and a half live and two twenty six and a half the live total. Sixers up on the Pacers twenty nine to twenty. Two and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter. Sixers are eight and a half point live favorites and two thirty eight and a half. Your live total over in Major League Baseball. Pirates on top of the Reds, 4-1 to one still. Uh, top of the sixth inning there. Reds are plus 625 live if you wanted to hop in there. 7.5 your live total shaded to the over. Phillies leading the Nationals, 3 to nothing. Bottom of the fourth. Uh, Phillies minus 450 live. Nationals plus 340, 8.5 the Live total. Cardinals and Brewers scoreless. Top of the third. Brewers minus 140 live. Cardinals plus 110. Five and a half live total in that game. Shaded to the under. Tigers up on the Royals. Two to nothing. Bottom of the fourth. Tigers minus 380 live. Royals plus 290. And six and a half the total for that game. Red Sox and A's all tied up at one. Bottom of the fifth. Red Sox minus 150 live. A's plus 120. Six and a half. Your live total shaded to the over. Yankees up on the Rays, two to one, top of the fifth. Yankees minus two ten live. Rays plus one seventy and seven and a half is your live total. Twins and White Sox zero zero, top of the second. White Sox minus one thirty five live. Twins minus one oh five, seven and a half the total. Angels and Astros scoreless, top of the second. Uh, Astros minus one fifty live. Angels plus one twenty and seven and a half is the total. Indians up on the Cubs three to two. Bottom of the seventh. No live numbers currently up for that game. Uh, Orioles and Mets scoreless. Top of the fifth. If you wanted to hop in live in that one, Mets minus one sixty. Orioles plus one thirty and a grand total of three and a half shaded to the under. There you go. Braves leading the Blue Jays two to nothing. Bottom of the fourth. Braves minus 350 live, Blue Jays plus 270, and seven and a half your live total shaded slightly to the over. Over in the NHL, two games in action now. Bruins and Capitals all tied up at 1, 230 remaining in the second period. Uh, the Jets leading the Canucks 1 nothing. 11 and a half minutes left to go in the first. Jets minus 190 live, Canucks plus 155. Jordan Spieth letting everybody know that he had COVID about three weeks ago, 10 days after the Masters. PGA Championship, golf's second major of the year coming up later this month. You have bets in pocket already? I have Rory, and I have Vic Hovland, and I have Joaquin Neiman. Those are the three. What numbers did you get those at? Uh, Rory, it was at 16, not 15. So Rory at 16. I got Vic Hovland. It, Vic Hovland's pretty good. I think he's 37, something like that, 38, 37, 38. Um, and Neiman somewhere in that range as well, um, which which was good because uh, Vic Hovland, like, from that point on, went on and, like, like three top fives in a row. So right. I was able to get a little bit better. Yeah, you get him 28 to 1 at yeah. uh, DraftKings right now. I'm, I wish I had a 30-something to 1 on him. You have any, Kelly? Yet? Yeah, I played a couple of long. I played a few long shots. I really hadn't played anything short yet. Uh, Abe Answer, 100 to 1. Chris he is Kirk. waiting to win a tournament. Yeah, he he's, is. He is going to win a tournament. He's going to win. He's, he's going to win. He's just always right there and just can't. He's going he's to win a tournament. And this past Sunday might have been his most impressive yeah. round he's put together on tour yet and just couldn't get there uh, chasing down Rory. Uh, Chris Kirk, 200 to 1, the top 10 machine this year. Keegan Bradley, 250 to 1, and Charlie Hoffman, 300 to 1. Ooh. All good approach players on an approach heavy course.
later this month. Not only a uh, tennis majors we talked about earlier in France, but also the PGA in uh, South Carolina. So we look forward to that as well. We'll come back, uh, among other things, we'll do some prop watch on the Knicks and Lakers. Again, uh, no LeBron tonight. Decided to take one more night off. One more night off before returning tomorrow night for the Lakers and the Rockets. It's next on Prime Primetime Action on MSG+. VEASAN.com has the latest lines and odds for every game on the board tonight. Track the line movements with live charts, get estimated scores for every matchup, and all the betting information you need to stay on top of the action. You can also use our parlay calculator to figure out payouts and get all our betting 101 info, including definitions of the betting terms we use here on the Sports Betting Network. Start your day's sports betting research for free at VEASAN.com. Gil. Uh... That's the triumphant a, fist bump. Don't well, don't run into Mike Trout. What yeah. are you doing? No, there was a there was a pop out second inning scoreless game between the Astros and the Angels, and um, that was Correa, I believe, at bat for the Astros, and he hit it into right center, and so uh, Mike Trout was running from center field to make this catch. Um, and I missed the license plate on who's in right field there, but it's it Trout ran right into his underarm. As he's making the play, and so the the out is recorded, but he took the shot from Mike Trout. Just a uh, that's a that's a not a fun experience in, in right center. And some uh, some news for later tonight: Alec Burks and Emmanuel quickly both out for the Knicks tonight. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like this, and this has nothing to do with sports betting. But last night we were on air, and uh, Russell Westbrook with his record-setting 182nd career triple-double, uh, breaking the mark set by Oscar Robertson so many years ago, a record that people thought would never be broken. And there's only four people who have 100, Jason Kidd and Magic Johnson being the only other two who have more than uh, 100 uh, triple-doubles lifetime. And I mentioned, you know, with 40-40s in baseball, there was always an old-timer like Mickey Mantle who said when, when Jose Canseco and Barry Bonds were was doing it, uh, when those guys were doing it, it's like, well, if I knew it was a thing, I would have done it all the time. Yeah. Um, you don't really get that from basketball, although I'm wondering, there must have been some players through time that if they had set out to do such a thing, perhaps they would have had more than they did. But 182 for Russell Westbrook, and he's got the Wizards. He and Bradley Beal primarily have got the Wizards, despite the loss last night, by the way, the Hawks, 125 to 124, the first of a split couplet. Uh, they've got the Wizards in the 10 spot uh, right now, could get to 9. I guess mathematically they could still fall out to 11, but right now it looks like they'll end up 10th. Uh, barring the unforeseen, but I, I was just noteworthy, like the the post game presser on this last night. Uh, if Russell Westbrook, a la Ricky Henderson, could have taken a base out of the ground and raised it over his head and said, "I am the greatest," he would have because he was 
not shy about patting himself on the back about the accomplishment. I just found that so amusing. Last I, night. Uh, I think I know exactly what a uh, couple sound bites you're talking about that yeah. I saw on ESPN last night, but uh, I, I jumped in and caught about half of it. And I, I kind of had the reaction you had where I'm like, wait, did I, wait, did he really just kind of say what I thought he said? <laughs> like, great. yeah, he, he, like you said, he was, he was, Hey, it's a fantastic Absolutely. accomplishment and uh, you should be able to celebrate it a bit, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, he, he was very proud of himself. Is, we're, we're, since we're on TV tonight, I do want to uh, I, I do want to point out to the to the, to the viewers out there. They're they're probably looking and they'll see like me and Gil like go down to our phone. We yeah. can only bet on our phones here in Nevada. We cannot bet on our computers. And so, so like you're looking we down, care about you think, it. like we're not like we're not <laughs> like getting distracted you. or whatever. It's like, like we can only bet on our phones here for whatever reason. They will not let us bet on our computers, and so we have to bet on our phones. So that's the only method we have. Like I would love to be able to just hide it here. And then we do the only way I can check odds and see what what's going on. Here is on my phone. Of all the just, things, we're doing work here. Yeah, of all the things that we've we, we've wanted to make sure we clear up for our TV audience, what are you seeing on the screen? These betting terms. I don't think we've ever said that one, and it's very it's a very fair point by Matt Brown. Well, yeah. because there will be some people watching me like, these, are these guys even like yeah, paying they don't attention? Even care. Yeah, uh, they don't even care about their show. And it's, and it's very away. hard to do because if you want to go between apps and try to compare lines, then you're having to open multiple apps at a time and scroll between the apps to try to figure out like what the different lines are at the different books and so exactly what we're doing it's very tough um, to do by the it's a hard thing that's right we're multitasking yeah. by the way that was taylor ward in right field for the angels and took the shot from mike trout against scoreless in the bottom of the second in houston between the angels and the astros one man on uh with miles straw at the plate for uh houston want to want to go with these uh will they make the playoffs after the play-in tournament speaking of uh, the wizards uh this is courtesy of DraftKings. You can bet on pretty much everything. Guess if you're just landing on this show for the first time, this is the beauty of betting post-PASPA being ruled unconstitutional in May of 2018, May 14th, 2018, which spawned legalization in so many states around the country. Uh, what are we at now? 30? What is it exactly? Yeah, yeah it's, I don't know the exact number, yeah. but it, you know, we're... We're right on with a couple more coming here before, likely before football season. But the beauty of it is, what we we have shops like DraftKings that offer so many different creative uh, props, and here's one of them: Will they make the playoffs after the play-in tournament? I alluded to one that I have, which is a tenth seed specifically making the playoffs. But this is about team by team, and so the teams on the left are the Western Conference teams that they've decided to include. Obviously, the Lakers a huge favorite. Uh, to get in, regardless if they're in a play-in tournament, to get into the playoffs, that is. Is there a bet Warriors, Grizzlies, Spurs you would make there? And uh, on the Eastern Conference side, is there a bet you'd make on the Wizards, Hornets, or Pacers? I mean, to me, it, it's still the Wizards are the one that jumps off the page. And the no on the Pacers jumps off the page. Yeah, yeah. No, no I mean, definitely the yes on the Wizards. Mm -hmm. Definitely the yes on the Wizards. This Pacer team, I mean, they better get healthy. I mean, that's for sure. They better get healthy here in the next here, here in the next week if they're going to be able to to compete. I definitely like the Wizards one though. I don't know if I would bet the Pacers one, but I definitely like the Wizards one for sure. Yeah, I, I would lean both those directions too. I liked that Pacers no price when we were seeing that what last week and it was yeah I think it was only two dollars. I think then. so too. Yeah, I, I think it's it's probably too pricey to play now, but that's uh. Uh, yeah, I like that. You'll notice the Boston Celtics missing from that graphic. They haven't they haven't posted odds for that for them uh, 
making or missing yeah. after the ter- after that Makes play in tournament. By the way, I, I went negative on the uh, baseball extra inning rule of having a runner at second to start each frame. But can we just shout out the play in tournament? Do we like? It's not even a tournament, but do we like this? The seven eight and then the nine ten, how they have it set up this year, or would you like to see some? Because this didn't come up this year because the teams are all bunched together. But in an 82-game schedule, you could have a situation, more likely anyway, where a seven, the team that finishes seventh, is way better in the standings than the team that finishes eighth. Would you like to see some sort of caveat where it's like if you're if you're ahead by this amount, you don't have to play a plan? I think it was a personally. I think it was a great plan for what we had to deal with the past two seasons. I'll be perfectly happy and fine going on without it going forward. Because really? I think I think for I love the more games to bet. That's great. If you're, I think it's unfair for a team that finishes seventh place in a conference to have to play in a game like this. I, I do think it's. Well, that's what I'm saying. Up. You got to put some caveat there. If they're right. too far ahead, they I'm don't have to some do sort it. of play in, but, yes. but not in this format. Yeah, this format's a little yeah. squirrely. I like sure. it. It's chaos. I, I generally speaking, I like it because otherwise, what would we be talking about this week? Yeah. I mean, there'd be virtually they've, nothing to talk about. They've made it exciting to the finish. And they have mitigated some tanking in the process as well. Uh, we'll come back. We'll do that Knicks Lakers prop watch coming up tonight. We'll do that next right here on Visa's Primetime Action. Action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Just download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each week. Don't wait. Sign up now and new customers get a deposit bonus of up to $500. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And now it is time for PropWatch. All right, Knicks-Lakers going on tonight. As you guys know, I'm on the Lakers tonight. But taking a look at the props here, Anthony Davis points props sitting at 26.5, rebounds 3.5, assists 8.5, and then points, rebounds, and assists 38.5. His three-pointers made 1.5 is the number there. Anything jumping out to you tonight for tonight's matchup between the Knicks and the Lakers? Mateo? Uh, I mean, I guess a slight lean to the over on both Davis and Randall PRA, like points, rebounds, and assists, but because. not a strong play on either one. Well, I mean, like Anthony Davis at this point is going to have to carry the load here with, mm-hmm. with no LeBron tonight. And we, we saw him do it the other night, and, I, you know, he can, he can certainly get there. Again, it's a little weird now. The projections are going to be a little off because we get these two late scratches from on the on the Knicks side of things, and so wow. it's going to be a little. They, they were at least doubtful to begin they with. Were... I guess the one, the one, the bigger one is Kuzma that we're still waiting to hear on. I mean, he's probable. Yeah. I haven't heard if I haven't gotten an official designation yet on him. Yeah, I, I, is he? Yeah, I mean, I didn't see even probable. I just saw questionable on him. So yeah, he, is he probable? Then he'll go. Probable. He'll I'm go if probable. he's probable. Then. Yeah, he'll go if he's probable for sure. I mean, with with Anthony Davis, I mean, he, the 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 deal basically here with him is is how important are they going to 
how important are they going to prioritize this game, right? I mean, if this game is going to be like the other night, right, where we saw Anthony Davis get a little bit of a back injury and next thing you know, he only plays nine nine minutes and then comes out because they they just cannot risk any sort of anything going on here. I mean, obviously they have decided that they're going to take the layup tomorrow night. They wait for LeBron to come back against the Rockets, you know, yeah. for, for whatever reason. Um, I don't a, know if, if that's... If he does. It's a great question, though, because what would you do, right? Because you, if you're the Lakers, you, you have four games left in the season. You're in the seventh position. You obviously want to avoid the play-in, right? And you have... The Blazers, who are who are half game ahead, excuse me, one and a half games ahead of you, and you have the Mavericks, who are two and five and six. So ideally, you would like to get to five or six, but and to avoid having to play one yeah. or two games in a play-in. But if you feel like there's some, you're 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 just there's too much injury risk or whatever the case is, do you just punt on it and say, you know what, like you said, we're going to beat the Rockets tomorrow night anyway, yeah. whatever tonight. And if we end up playing a play-in game, it's still probably just going to be a 7-8. And mm-hmm. so we'll probably only end up playing one more game than necessary anyway. By the way, we're the Lakers. We sure aren't losing two in a row. So I, I don't know. You might just punt on these in, if this game doesn't go the way you want it to. I yeah. think it's interesting. I think it's really tough to try to figure out. I, I think for the Lakers, if I were to guess, I would say the Lakers, absolutely most important thing is health. No matter, I don't think the seating matters enough to them. That they they know they got to be healthy and none of this matters if they're not if these guys aren't fully healthy. I think that's why we have seen LeBron probably go from probable most of the day today to you know him being ruled out uh, this afternoon. I think I think they are just overly concerned about that. Um, but, you know, Gil. I mean, I do think there is something like I don't, we're gamblers. I don't think you'd ever want to put yourself in a situation where you could might be bumped from the playoffs in you know a two game span over this playing uh, tournament, but. I'd sure rather be playing the Suns in that first round than the Clippers. That's just me personally. Yeah. And the Suns are sitting there just like, I cannot believe for all of our efforts, we're going to end up having to play this team. the Lakers, yeah. I'm sorry, um, I interrupted you, man. No, no, it's just, it's. I'm just trying to look and say, like, you know, I'm trying to figure out best and worst case scenario here for for the Lakers, should they, because, I mean, there there is a scenario here where you, again, like we were saying, I mean, you, you just decide, we just got to get in and we got to be, try to be as healthy as humanly possible right. and, and then just go from there. Right. I mean, like there, that is a very real scenario here. This, yeah. this is the so, biggest reason going back to our last conversation. This is why the plan is so great. It's not because of who gets sneaks in at 10 or nine yeah. or eight. It's the six, seven part mm-hmm. of it, which is fascinating. No, you're, you're, you know, you're totally right. Gil. That was a, that was someone we were talking about during the break. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. The one, the one that's confusing me though, a little bit, Matt, with with all of this was is with Anthony Davis these past couple games where he had those classic Anthony Davis moments Sunday night where it yeah. was it was oh oh boy he's grabbing for a leg he's grabbing for a back and then he goes out there and drops forty two grabs twelve rebounds and looks you know looks like Captain America at the end so you're like okay well are you are you really trying to get out of this playing tournament or not it's been it's been confusing I mean go, I guess going back to the props a couple that. I think Derrick Rose has been playing incredible basketball recently for the Knicks. With quickly out, I would look overs on, on some, both, maybe both his points and assists. Yeah. Uh, the one I really liked digging into this tonight that you know it's just one of these another things that we can't bet out here in Las Vegas. But if you uh, you can out in New Jersey or wherever you might have access to DraftKings, BetMGM. Points bet, all these will have that three-point made prop. R.J. Barrett, over two-and-a-half threes. He's gone over that in seven of his past eight games, nine of his past 12. And if you just look at what he's been putting up as far as 
a lot of these props, we like to talk, talk about volume, right? Is he, is he going to just shoot that many shots? And over his past, uh, I mean, the, his past games, seven, three, seven threes attempted, 11 attempted, eight attempted, one for one in one game against Memphis, then seven, five, nine, seven, eight, eleven. The attempts are there. So look I at, think that over two and a half, I really like that prop. Look at this tweet from Tommy Beer. Yeah. RJ Barrett, three point percentage over first twenty two games, twenty seven point one percent. Over his past twenty one games, he is almost at fifty percent, forty nine point six percent, sixty one of one twenty three. And it's sort of as much as we talk about Julius Randle, and justifiably so. And he will be the most improved player in the NBA this year. Uh, that award is his, one would imagine. But R.J. Barrett's sneaky good year for the Knicks. Um, and the one thing Drew Dinsick did mention, which is true of Tibbs wherever he is, right, Coach Thibodeau, uh, this was the knock on him in Minnesota too, not a, uh, you know, a, a guy that fleshes out the rotation. So these yeah. guys have tread on their tires for sure, but they're young. And I don't know that that'll be a uh, situation, but but that's why he did say if they it do. It is trying to handicap the, the Lakers mentality right now, like right? Because you, you look so with the Blazers right in front of them, and then you look Blazers close out, Jazz, Suns, Nuggets, so like, they, so they so, could lose. So you 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 sitting there going, what is the what are the honest chances they could lose all three of these games? And, like, you, and so <laughs> the mentality here is just wild, right? Like what's what's going on there? They, it, that, and that's why I bring that up because. Are the Lakers, and I don't want to use the word arrogant because I don't. You can use it arrogant. Mm. You can use that word if you're a Lakers hater. But are they so confident that at full strength they're like, look, I don't care if we have to play the Warriors in a seven-eight. Right. I get it. It's one extra game, but for the ability to rest these guys is so much more important mm-hmm. than that. Thinking to themselves, we'll never have to play a second, and we'll never get eliminated, or. Does it mean, I mean, the opposite mentality, right? You could yeah. you could rejigger that and say, well, no, but if we get to six and we avoid them entirely, then we can rest then and don't have to play those play-in games. But you, you said it too. That would be the difference, perhaps, of playing the Clippers or the Suns. And the Lakers know exactly who they want to play between those two teams, and that would be the younger Suns. For sure. It is, it is tough to figure out with this team. For I, I mean, this, sure. This is where I guess like betting the games. And yes. This is where I love when we're talking props. Because I, I, I'm betting any Lakers game. I think these last few, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to expect from this team at all. This past, if anything, the, again, the past two games have confused me even more about what I think they'd want to have happen. There's, there's too many moving parts because there's another part of this equation is the Nuggets are only one game behind the Clippers. What if the Nuggets end up oh, at three? Oh, totally. Yeah, that could happen. Then the Lakers would be like, please give us six. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, the Mavs could help out a lot. By just beating the Grizzlies tonight, and yeah, then the Lakers could be like, okay, now we can't fall out. Like we we can't fall out of seven or eight. Right. Right. Like, like the, I don't think they're worried about falling out of seven eight because they'll win tomorrow night no matter what. Right. So I don't I don't think that's necessarily what they're thinking about. They're they're really just thinking. Well, I'm saying they could put the put an end to it tonight. For though. sure. Like, like they could just put an yes. end to it tonight, where they don't have to worry about anything. You know, like it, it's it it could be because there's two games they play the Rockets tomorrow night, but then there's two off days before they play again and again. Mm-hmm. So like at that point, maybe you just look at it and you go, okay, two off days and then two games that doesn't matter one way or the other. We just wrestle Braun the whole rest of the way, right? Like we just rest him the whole rest of the way. And and how much of this will come down? How much of the decision making that we're talking about right now? 
do they not really have figured out now, but they will figure out based on how, I don't know, the first half goes tonight. Yeah. Like if the Knicks are yeah, up no, 15, yeah. Yeah. they'd be like yeah. deuces on the night, right? We're not trying here. And that, that's the, I think that's even a better point of what I was saying before. Of this is why I would not, I wouldn't touch any of these Lakers games because yeah. you're right. They can change their mind of how how they want to play out this game tonight halfway through. I, I'll tell you though, I am, I'm still as high on this team as as anybody. I think they're still my pick to win it all. It is. I'm just, getting you a Lakers hat or something or right, a hoodie well, or so whatever it might be. I'm going to get you a visor. Would you wear a visor? I'm going to get you a visor. <laughs> I'm, I'll can wear a, looks visor like a visor for guy, you, man. Right? Like, doesn't he look like a visor guy? I'm going to get you a visor. I, I do not own one, but I'll wear one for you. Okay, yeah, I'll wear yeah. one for you. But this, uh, I mean, this team. When you're when everybody's healthy, the amount of pure skill, athleticism, and then the one thing that you just don't see in the NBA these days, the size across the board that they have, it's just you've got teams going smaller and smaller and smaller, and that's great until you've got to go up against a team like this that's just as as athletic, just as skillful, but all their guys are five inches taller than what you're rolling out there. I mean, their, their rotation of bigs is insane now. Drummond, Drummond Gasol, Davis, Harrell, it's, it's ridiculous. I think mean, it just, it, as far as today, you know, playing May 11th, 2021, a game between the Lakers and the Knicks with all of that swirling around. And we didn't even get into like Knicks permutations, right? Because those are, are less varied. But there's just so many moving parts. And then, to, and then to, to drive it down even more granular into props, good Lord. The, well, I mean, you know, one of the one of the advantages we have, the biggest advantage is betters. We get to choose what we bet on. Right. Yeah. But I, I hope for first round sake and for everybody that's a Heat or Knicks fan, we get Heat versus Knicks uh, round one that everybody's loved since the '80s. Remember that best of five back in the day? Allen Houston leap to mind for those Knicks fans out there. We'll come back. Uh, we'll update everything, and we will finally get to our most surprisingly good and our most bis- uh, disappointing, rather, teams in Major League Baseball through roughly 35 games. It's VEASAN's primetime action on MSG+. Plus. 